commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Greg Scondack, and you're listening to Core World News, your holiday news service providing in-depth coverage with the latest stories from around the galaxy. Now, here's a new segment rundown for April 29th, 2022. Reading Rathgar. But first, this news. All right, thank you very much, Grex. That's what I am talking about. Let's go. Uh, we have an amazing episode this week. We're going to be talking about E.K. Johnson's Queen's Hope. Uh, that's going to be the main event. But first, we have news. Uh, a couple things have been leaking out uh, from the upcoming May 26th uh star wars celebration which should be fantastic we're hoping to cover that uh as well and uh you know we've been hurting for some new star wars gossip and uh all that and uh adam uh, i heard you've 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 heard some things a little bit early coming out of that celebration what you got yeah uh so uh they well so yesterday apparently people good news organizations got access to the lineup for the panels at star Wars celebration. Um, and I don't know star Wars just released that star Wars.com released that today. So I don't know. It's one of those things of like, I don't know if they're planning on re- releasing it today, but as things started leaking out, they just were like, all right, everyone see it, but we can talk generally about what's going on at star Wars celebration. Um, I personally think that the schedule they released is not necessarily representative of what's actually going to happen there because it's pretty light. In a way, like there's not any, you know, we've covered Star Wars Celebration before and we've seen this list and we've gone through and it'd be like 13 things a day we'd want to talk about. Right. And now there's like a couple of things. It's very Attack of the Clones 20th anniversary heavy, which is awesome. Uh, it's very it's amazing. Yeah, it is. It's very Mando heavy. Um, a lot. Yeah. A lot of uh, Dave Filoni, like everything, a special guest Dave Filoni. I, that man's not going to sleep for three days. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. But I think the thing they that's making Bad Batch season two confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. There is a there's a there's something about Bad Batch season two. It doesn't really say a lot. Hopefully we'll probably get a preview, I would guess, and, and a specific release date on that. Uh, I'm guessing sooner rather than later. I think it's going to be the surprise. By the way, this is coming out month type thing post i'm guessing it's coming post um obi-wan pre whatever the one after obi-wan is okay so you're guessing Um, right after or at some point yeah okay i'm guessing like summer is when they're gonna do it i think they're much further along than they've kind of let on but on kind of related news they released and what really made waves and they're like i read like ten thousand word articles from one sentence and the sentence is called the title of the panel, uh, 2.30 to 3.30 on uh, Saturday. So kind of the main day of it. All right. Uh, is Tales of the Jedi. And here's the full description. Introducing Tales of the Jedi animated anthology shorts. And that's who it's hosted by. It's hosted by Amy Ratcliffe uh, with special guest Dave Filoni. Um, huh. Yeah. So that's kind of what's been making the biggest waves is a new show, new show alert or new something alert. I'm not as convinced that this is an actual show show, but we can talk a little more about that. Yeah. Do we think that's High Republic related or do we think that's going to encapsulate the entire history of the Jedi Order? Well, that question made up the other 990 words I read in those articles. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And 
you know, if it does, I, what's interesting is the Star Wars Rise of Skywalker um, visual dictionary did canonize some of the legends, Jedi and Sith of the past, of the ancient past. And so I'm wondering if they might just clear up the timeline a little bit in terms of showcasing certain events and certain rivalries and characters and, and you know, heroic figures and tyrants and Right, you know, so, just kind of canonize these these stories within the Jedi lore and the, the histories of the Jedi. That might be that might be fun as like sort of like info documentarian sort of look at the Jedi. That might I be. love that idea. And Grant, so for other people and uh, I don't know me, um, there was a Tales uh, of the Jedi comic right for a while in Legends. I'm yeah, not yes. as familiar. Yes. I know you're a there, hardcore I'm fan. a. I mean, I am a, a diehard. Tales of the Jedi fan. I collect the trade paperbacks. I, um, I, I, I read them a long time ago in the late nineties and, uh, early two thousands, uh, obsessed over them. There's great dialogue, great characters. Um, we travel all over the galaxy. The war is epic in scope. You've got Mandalorians, you've got Jedi, you've got Sith going at it. It's sort of this trip, tri, tri pronged, um, conflict. Uh, it's, it's great. Like I love those stories and the Jedi's in those stories are really fun and they're they're battling between light and dark and uh it's it's and it's ancient. I mean, it's like 5000 years before wow. um Battle of Yavin. I think it's like or it, maybe it's 3000 years before Battle of Yavin. It's it's ancient. There's yeah. it goes all the way back to the golden age of the Sith and then it rises into the Sith War and it just gets into a lot of really fun uh historical uh territory. Oh, that sounds awesome. I remember it very fondly. Uh, it's a little blurred in my mind because as as I've talked to you two about, and I may have mentioned passingly on, on the show that I, over a decade ago, um, started reading all of the Star Wars old EU in in-world chronological order. <laughs> that sounds um, like a small task. Yeah, it's uh, I am I am I am. 50 no i'm 62 things away from finishing that task which sounds like a lot but a lot of those include uh issues of comics so i'm about like 13 I'm about 20 books away from like actual novels away from finishing it up but that's one of the first things i read because that's some of the earliest earliest stuff in chronological order but i remember that that kind of got me pumped to do that right like i read those yeah. and like this is great and then you know Hundreds of material stuff later and a decade past. I don't remember any of it, but I remember enjoying yeah, so, it. So five millennia before the birth of yeah. Luke Skywalker and the fall of Palpatine's empire wow. is the first, I believe, ish uh, volume. Millennia is a thousand years, right? Yeah. So yep. that's five thousand years. And so yeah. they, they they cover some ancient uh, context uh, in terms of Jedi and Sith lore. Yeah, it's, it's this, pretty cool. This is something you've been asking for for a long time, Grant. I know. Um, and, you know, getting that content there. And I mean, we saw the sort of episodic anthology short um, medium displayed with the uh, recent, um, what is it, anime shorts? Yeah, Visions. 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 And that's, there's yeah. a season two confirmed for that. So oh, I was yeah. wondering, could this have been misheard in terms of the, 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 the kind of uh, reporting? I don't think. Uh, think so because there's also uh, on sunday uh from 12 30 1 30 there's a segment for a look back at star wars visions so i'm guessing they'll kind of end that oh, with sorry. 
Mm. And here's a look forward to season uh, two. That's my right. guess. Um, so it's I mean, a this whole is, new thing. Yeah, this is directly from the StarWars.com, what I just read you. And I feel like the thing, yeah, I think that's the shorts and the anthology part that reminds me, remind me of Visions and also those visions of Destiny and even the Tarkovsky original run on Clone Wars. I think that's probably what we're going to get. And so it sounds exciting. I just, part of me is a little... Um, keeping my my expectations lowered about how much lore building we're going to get as opposed to drop in here's a quick seven yeah. minute quick action story about which is fine if that's what we get and especially if they're going to tell it from all over including ancient history jedi you know all the way through would be so much fun that would be so much fun i mean that was the cool thing about visions was that it was timeless it was just yeah. like don't worry about the timeline like it just it was a story and it happened it was cool um but if they did sort of plop it in a timeline 5,000 years before Battle Yavin, that would be, and everything we knew was from that era, but it was still a mosaic with disparate parts, you know, a puzzle where we're seeing pieces that aren't necessarily connected. That could be really fun. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting that Dave Filoni's there for that, right? Yeah. So he clearly has some hand in it. And, well, and that makes me yeah. think that let's let's get into the Jedi Mandalorian war. Like we, we hear it, we, we yeah. talk about it in Mandalorian quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, let's see what that war looked like. Let's see. We, we need to explore Mandalore, basically the first yeah. uh, Mandalorian who's trained as a Jedi, the, the creation of the Darksaber. This story is actually intertwined with Jedi history. And so when this series is called Tales of the Jedi, that makes me think one of those Jedi should be Mandalore, especially if we're doing one episode. I mean, it's uh, and if it's just a short 30 minute format or, you know, just slightly, slightly longer than that. I mean, I don't see why not. We Why not? Why? Why we wouldn't be able to jump into Mandalore's? You know, shoes. yeah, I think you're onto something with that grant, because, again, if you look at the, the scheduling, lots of Mando. I mean, Favreau's showing up for the first time since he was there since the premiere of Mandalorian. Like this is the first time he's come back to just do some panels, talk about where Mando's been, where it's going. We're also getting a screening of well, they're getting a screening of the um, the Siege of Mandalore arc, which is that last right. arc, which, yep. again, Filoni's showing up for that as well. Like Filoni's all surrounded. Everything he's engaged with in, in this, if you look at it, is all about Mando and Mandalore. Right. Yeah. And so if he's there for that, for that, for that. Uh, Tales of the Jedi. I think I think you're right. I think that that might be their little tie in. It might be actually more of a tie in to Mando than we realize. Right. It might just be that where it's like season three, they're going back to Mandalore. Now we're also going to go back and look at the ancient history of Mandalore through the Jedi. Well, the other day I wanted to just like throw on a Star War and I put on episode five of Book of Boba Fett. And it's the one where, you know, uh, it, it's focused on the Mandalorian and he goes back in the confrontation with the Darksaber and it's his right. time with the armorer and Paz Vizla. And then they actually name the first Mandalore, right? Uh, Tar Vizla is his name. That's right. It's Tar, Tar Vizla. Is it yeah. Tar Vizla. So it, they've yeah. named him, right? Like in the most recent live action thing we've seen. So, I mean, that's a direct link. This is laying the seeds. I mean, if we were, you know, picking up breadcrumbs here and trying to, or read, trying to read tea leaves, um, it, it's all pointing towards this history of the first Mandalore and how it relates to the current story of Mandalore right. that we're seeing. But, right. But let's not, I mean, and, but I, we're also getting a little sidetracked from the Tales of the Jedi sort of central through line of the series, which is like, this will be a show about J Jedi. And so yeah. if we do get a Mandalore episode, it might be just be a one-off episode. But um, I mean, it, it, but that that's, 
also in the old Tales of the Jedi, the Dark Horse comics, the Le- the Legends, there was a Mandalore in those stories as well. And that Mandalore was leading the Mandalore, siding with the Sith and fighting against the Jedi. Yeah. Um, and so I'm wondering if they're going to pull from that Legends content in any way by saying, hey, m- maybe Mandalore Tar Vizsla, maybe it's a dark saber for a reason. Maybe he sided with the Sith in a context wow. of, of, of war or something. So that that could be interesting if they delve yeah. into that. Um, so I, I'm, I'm interested to see what what this series is. And if it, you know, I, I will just take a series that's just High Republic Jedi, you know, just like one off stories with different High Republic Jedi. Like that would be fun. Yeah, that would of be course. Totally. Uh, definitely. Do you think we'll get, you know, if if the saber is tainted and it's like tainted with the dark side, do you think we'll get a Frodo moment with uh, Din Djarin throwing a, <laughs> a dark saber into a volcano or something? <laughs> oh, I mean, don't tease me with the great episode of TV. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Din Djarin and Paz Vizsla, like I felt the like Elrond uh, Isildur energy from yes. the Paz Vizsla Mando fight in that episode five that you were totally just brought up. I felt that energy. I was like, Paz Vizsla would just, if he got the dark saber, I it wouldn't good. It wouldn't be good. It would be bad. Like it'd be very bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, obviously you guys know this because I text, I was feeling myself watching that episode and I texted <laughs> yeah. you like 20 yeah. times. No the response, but I was just like, like and it. this and this and this, <laughs> one of the things is like, I'm like, the armor is totally force sensitive. Like, she wasn't looking at what was going on behind her, and, oh, but she knew like something made. Yeah, she sensed yeah. the dark saber without looking at it. Like, yeah, more sensitive. Yeah, which is wild. But like, dude, th- that episode is perfect. Star Wars. It's perfect. Like, it's like lore. It's like witchcraft. It's history. It's like oh, so fringy. It's like, yep. you know, they're standing on like the underside of a space station. You have like, to think she to represents space. like the an- most ancient aspect of the Mandalorians, given her helmet is almost like a Spartan like or like, yeah. you know, she looks like a she a does hoplite. look like, yeah, yeah, Leonidas with her like golden yeah. helmet. Yeah. Or and, what's <laughs> perceived to be the the oldest version. I, I have feelings right. about yeah. like, I think it's I think it's a lot of you know, a lot of lost of history and a lot of assumptions about the way yeah. things were. I love how we're yeah. like, there's a Tales of the Jedi show. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about Mando. Let, that, talk about Mando. That seems fitting for Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's crazy. Mandalorians have now ri- uh, risen in sort of like uh, popular culture to the point where that we, we, we see them, I guess, neck and neck with Jedi at this point. It's like. And, yeah. and the Sith, they're yeah. sort of that third faction that's just... Well, they're so cool. I mean, don't you think they can do whole, you know, trilogies or whatever on Mandalorians? Like, they have such a rich, yeah. cool history. They're as cool as Jedi, right? Like, they, you know, they it's this battle culture. They have ties to bounty hunters and, like, you know, infiltrators and rebels and monarchs. And, like, they, they have this, their whole culture. And, like, they tie into the Force and... I don't know. It's like I don't know. I think it, I think I think you got to. I think you should be worried about like oversaturation though. Like I don't. I I think they should rein in the Mando stuff and now push like kind of new stuff. I don't know if like Thrawn gets uh, introduced and we get Ezra back or we get yeah. Ahsoka can kind of lead her series and we can kind of dive into some Jedi stuff or like explore other avenues. Like I think that might be a good idea, just given that like 
love Mando. Like, yeah. Love Knight Errant Mando, but right. it's, I don't know. I, I dig some other stuff too. I mean, here's the thing. If we're going to get, if, if, if you can't really touch Jedi all that much in this era, right. Which is kind of way the storytelling has gone right between episodes six and seven. Not a lot of Jedi. There's more than there were between, you know, during episodes four five and six, but not a ton. And you want to, and that really seems to be where Star Wars right now wants to build their mythos, right, is around the Mandoverse, is they're building factions. Yeah. So we're going to have Mandalorians. We're going to have the New Republic. We're going to have the Chiss. I really think that's where we're going to we're going to have the Jedi, maybe? I think some, you know, I think I think right. maybe a I little. Think we're all as, on the edge of our seat yeah. for this, this Thrawn reveal, right? Like that yeah, is right. what is, that is the big reveal at celebration um we yeah, already know it's a uh, the actor yeah, yeah I, I it's mads mickelson's brother i i i'm forgetting no, they should have just gotten mads mickelson yeah um i'm sure it's brother right. galen urso yeah no his brother, no. His brother did the voice up. on the show i believe it's, oh really yeah it's, it's gonna nice. be a reprisal of the the character that's great um i am so excited for it. like this i think yeah. this might be one of the major reveals of celebration ahsoka footage i'm sure i'm actually yeah Certainly, yeah. there's going to be a soak of footage there, right? Like, I would think I so. It's unclear where they're going to put it, but there's. I was looking through. There's gaps in the scheduling for what's going on on the celebration stage, which is the main stage. In, in terms of story, though, like, what are the major cliffhangers that we're all, I guess, yearning to see resolved? I, I've got to think it's the Ezra stuff from Rebels. I gotta think there's gonna be some sort of trailer where you're gonna hint at Ezra Bridger cool. being alive somewhere in the unknown regions, connected to the you know the rise of the first order, do all this fun uh, the Chiss, what what have you? Yeah, Chiss ascendancy. Uh, yeah, sure. Lars Mickelson playing uh, Thrawn. Yes, Lars Mickelson. That's his name. Sorry, uh, I apologize. Uh, yeah, Sorry, it's Lars. gonna be. It, I I imagine that might happen. I mean, that's a guess. Do you guys have any big guesses or um, sort of? Uh, In terms stuff? of like this yeah. uh, fun announcements or big announcements on yeah, celebration. Big announcement. I, I think you hit most of them. I do think we're going to get a movie announcement, like a real official movie announcement, because really? a lot of it's been kind of just like maybe this, maybe that. I think they have spent the last six months really nailing down who's actually making a movie. <laughs> Who can we get to commit? Is it going to be, you know, is it going to be Taika's movie? Who knows? But I think we're going to get a real like, this is it. This is the date. This is really happening. Here's the movie. Not any previews, nothing like that. But I think they're going to like really firmly commit uh, to, to the next movie. Like they did to the Lando uh, live action series. I mean, that was kind of a whatever during their yeah. thing. So I think this is going to be a big like we're calling a shot. This is actually happening. We're not going to fire the director. And if we do, we'll still make the movie. I, I love your optimism, both of you. That's adorable. But uh, no, I, I'm I'm going I'm going to take the short. I think it's I, I think we're going to get an allusion to the Andor and Ahsoka series. They may talk about Kenobi. I don't think we're going to get anything. And then yeah. no announcement for a movie. I, I'm Maybe I'm cynical, but I just feel like 
they're going to be more careful with these announcements. And um, I don't know. But I just don't feel anything. I, see, on I'm going to go. I'm going to go crazy. I think there'll be two film announcements. I think oh, be but, okay. but, but Ben, I think they have been careful. I think the reason why we haven't gotten any leaks or rumors about movies is because they're really playing it close to the vest in terms of like, like they've been sitting in a room with like Ryan Johnson and Kevin Feige and Taika yes. Titi and saying like, yes, we need uh, you to commit. Which one are you going to commit? <laughs> we know you can all land this. You've all made yeah. movies. You can all land this, but who's going first? What's your pitch? You're committed. Here's the contract by order of death. If you violate it, like right. you are making this movie and it's coming out December 24th, 2024. <laughs> like, right. that's, yeah. Yeah. Because they, they have no movies on the slate right now. Yeah. Like they, they need that, but I just, I don't know. There hasn't been a whiff. It would be weird to just be like, and then bam, all these like content just gets dropped in one weekend, which I mean, right. that's what the celebration is kind of about, but it's usually rumors or like these seeds are growing and, you know, I don't know. I hey, obviously, I hope to hear all the stuff to y'all talking about. Now I got to go back after we're done. I do listen to the episodes after we post them, but I'm going to go down and make <laughs> notes because this could be a wild weekend for Core World News. No, no, because, I'm guessing. I'm guessing the, yeah. the Kevin Feige stuff might materialize in this in this celebration. Just in terms of like, I know uh, John Watts said he was interested in doing something. Yeah. Um, and uh, he just directed the Spider-Mans and he just left Fantastic Four and he's leaving some of his Marvel duties. Yeah. Uh, oh makes me think like something uh, uh, Feige might be doing something over in Star Wars and might have brought him in on it or something. And it might be the beginning of some kind of larger, larger universe, right? Like some yeah. larger, uh, some different era of the timeline. I don't know which would make me scare, more scared directing a fi- Fantastic Four movie or a Star Wars movie. Both those are like the whole thing is a third rail. Yeah. Careful. And, and, and you know, so the other thing that makes me skeptical and cynical is that like they, being they don't have fan. an obvious like lily pad to jump to. Like they, you know, there's High Republic, but like it's not so proven that it would be a um it would be a series. There's the Mandoverse, that's its own thing. Like it would be a bold move with like one of the directors you're talking about being like Okay, I'm grabbing a new era. I'm fleshing out a new galaxy in this time with all new characters and, do, and like it would be a bold, bold move. Especially like, when like doing the Oda's going Master so well for 800 right years ago. <laughs> bold. Wait, doing what for 800 years? Ago? Yoda, Yoda's Master for 500, <laughs> 800 years ago as a connective tissue. That would be bold. That would be too crazy. Do you know where your script is, Grant? Like, <laughs> who's holding that? What happened? Did That's you ever get your bold. copy back? Don't do that. That's not a good way to connect everything. Oh gosh, Grant. <laughs> but uh, no, there's there's I'm rooting ways for you, but if they there's steal ways your to go back. Thing. There are there are ways to go back. There are things to explore. There are conflicts talks about. And now in Mando with the Mando Jedi War, to me that seems like the new the bridge. That seems like the bridge to go back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that that's might be I, a, that's what I was trying to say. Is that, I, now that it won't be, might be the movie there is Tar Vizsla. Tar Vizsla might be the movie. Right. And that might be a Favreau, yeah. Filoni, Watiti, I don't know, like just some sort of grouping that's familiar that we know. Uh, the Tar Vizsla sort of trilogy or whatever that is. I think that could be something yeah. announced. But I I understand where you're coming from, Ben, because I feel like they are somewhat becoming risk averse after like the eight episode eight solo rise of skywalker run i think that really made them very nervous um yeah. unfortunately 
even though they made all the billions of the dollars. Right. Um, and, 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 <laughs> but if you think about like from a business standpoint, that happened. And then you follow that up with like series after series that have been like critically received and fan received well, that they're like, well, why would we do anything else and just keep making shows, you know? So we'll see. But I think, I don't know. I think Kathleen still is a movie maker, right? I think Kennedy is still a movie yeah, maker. And she yeah, wants yeah, yeah. Tried and true. She's one of the best producers to ever do it. And, um, yeah, I, I got to think there's movies in the pipeline. And I got to think that they're roping in the biggest in terms of talent and yeah. uh, directing talent. So like that. that weekend, we have Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Are you talking we about have... uh, May 26th, 27th, 28th, and 29th? Yep. We have Thursday, technically. We also have the premiere of Obi-Wan. Uh, <laughs> and it's our <laughs> answer. Wait, guys. Yeah. There are new rumors. And it's our annual Coral News Retreat. There are so. wild, wild plot details being just, just yeah. leaking out of every hole in the oh, about uh, About Obi Kenobi? It's... All right. I don't want to hear him here. I'm, yeah, we're not going to talk about it on this podcast. I'm entering, I'm entering plot way. silence on Kenobi. Yeah, you know what? Plot yeah. silence. How about that, Internet? Plot silence. Yeah. Like, I don't uh, want to be spoiled. Let's just enjoy the show. Time. It's, it's exactly. filling a, a necessary beat in the story, I imagine. And so um, we'll just we'll keep a plot silence on this show. This is about news. This is about, you know, prognosticating what we could see at Celebration. And, uh, yeah, it's been fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I can't wait. So it's going to be a wild weekend. I, we're going to try and I, I think we're going to try and report as quickly as we can adjacent to the Kenobi releases. Um, and we'll all be together on our um, retreat. So we're going to try and yeah. report yeah. on the celebration as it happens. Um, I have a so, podcasting room. Yeah, we do. We do. Oh, wow. This yeah, is, we do. You have the Internet there. I heard that's. Yes, we ha- you have the hall. We have the Internet. We have the internet. Yeah. Well, it would be great to uh, go to the, you know, lake country of Cape Cod and uh, (laughs) get off the space station for a while. Untitled lake country. It'll be fun to go to untitled lake country. And uh, I want to dive into the untitled lake. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's, there's some poetry to that. Yeah. All right. It's awesome. Let's talk about Queensland. Welcome back. This is another reading Rathtar. Um, this book, this is a little uh, end of a trilogy for E.K. Johnson. This is the, the book we're going to cover is Queen's Hope. Um, it is preceded by Queen's Peril and Queen's Shadow, also by E.K. Johnson. Um, and it's all about Padme Amidala, Queen. Um, this book takes place right after the events of Geonosis, so right after episode two. And, yeah, I mean, starting uh, right, right, actually, technically, right before. Yeah, I guess before the a certain two. A, spe- a specific scene in episode two. Yeah, because there's prep before. Oh the yes, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So it, it so it ends after the battle of Geonosis in episode two. I should. Yeah, uh, that's a well actually right off the bat. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow! Welcome, welcome, to, welcome here, to a Star Wars podcast. Salty Adam, right off the bat, I love it. <laughs> look, um, look at the third book in the Queen's installment. Yes, um, you're right. You're right, Adam. When you're right, you're right. Um, <laughs> Palpatine so only good. has 
three scenes in this novel, whereas he has several in the first two. <laughs> I, just, I don't know if that's true. That's not true. There's, there's like, oh, I guess you shouldn't have, you should have backed down from that. I that think was we great. get more Palpatine yeah. in this one than we get. In. I think we do. So that and E.K. Johnston crushes Palpatine. I'm, a, yeah. I'm, I'm a, right off the, out the gate here. Yeah, uh, I, I was gonna say she I crushes everything. I had Yoda, no expectations from Yoda. Yoda. Given this book was a lot of like in like really subtleties of being queens and their and her handmaidens and their like intricacies and their personalities and their love lives and like what all that stuff. But this book just got lit. It just like it, I felt like I was watching a movie that like overlapped episode two and yeah. uh, episode three. And yet it had some other things here. But I, I thought it was fantastic. There's so much. I, yeah, my quick hot take is that E.K. Johnston writes prequel era star wars better than any other novelist i've read in new eu yeah yeah i'm gonna agree with that just because yeah. i love how she understands the economics the mm -hmm. bureaucracy the politics, the politics yeah she yeah. actually it's so relevant reading jedi this dogma right now too just seeing uh how the clone wars affected the galaxy with inflation and and resources waning and things like that. And, and in our, you know, day-to-day -day lives right now, I think that's something that we think about, you know, uh, nonstop. And so it's super relevant reading this book. And actually it was, it was kind of tough getting through just some of the Clone War details just are, that are talked about just, you know, um, I guess laissez-faire, just, this is yeah. the, you know, the talk of the day is that they, this is the Clone Wars are occurring all over the galaxy. There's separatist regions. Uh, you know, there's, there's yeah. certain scuffles and trade disputes happening everywhere. And I guess it's just now starting, right? Like the Clone Wars have just begun, I guess. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in this. In yeah. This book. Yeah. They, mean, even it starts with a name. That right. She's like, I guess it's called the Clone Wars. Right. Like, already yeah. they all know it. Yeah, yeah. Which I was, loved that moment when they were like, they're calling it the Clone Wars. And I was like, wow, it feels like we're like on the ground, like seeing yeah. history. Yeah. On, on and old. and great. I mean, right about too, I thought of you because um, Sabe is having, a, we'll have to talk about all the, the handmaids, but Sabe is having a conversation about how there's already debates about whether or not clones have souls and whether they're not, yeah. whether they're individuals. Yeah. And I like, yeah, like, shout, yes. out, shout out to Plue Coon too, who's also mm -hmm. in this book. Thing. Yeah. Whenever you talk about the clones, meaning, you know, having, you know, their life being as valuable as anyone else's and, and equality and for clones and all that sort of stuff. I think about Plo Koon and, and he's in this book a little bit. And like you get a lot of Jedi in this book. Yes. Um, and I found her handling of Yoda and a bunch of the Jedi as really, really, really. Yeah. Um, Top notch. Yeah. He's there. I I'll there. also say. um <laughs> I don't have to say this without being a slight dig at, at, at Luke's. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, so the romance stuff, like why Anakin, Anakin and Padme ended up not together. the brightest bulb. Is that what you're trying to get to? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, to? yeah, but that's, I, I mean, yes, but that's not where I was going. Is that like, it's, it's, it's like, I, I never really like their relationship and their connection. Like I had, to, I felt like I had to do all the work <laughs> yeah. when I was watching those movies, which I could, you know, cause I'm a good Star Wars fan. We, we do the work. Um, I a think lot of the time. Very one-sided in the films. Like I think it's yeah. Anakin 
pursuing Padme in the movies yeah. where it's just like in the books, like she has such deep love for Anakin and you like, yeah, feel it in these it books, feels, you feel it. Johnston yeah. has reestablished. And then also like Sabe recognizing a change in Padme is like the change that we see from like attack of the clones to revenge of the Sith. It's like EK Johnston is doing some sort of uh, doing a lot of, I think backfill for our own sort of headcanon yeah. in, in the Padme. And- and one in particular that stood out to me was the was the discussion of Padme seeing the look on Anakin's face when he saw a new planet. Because remember, yes. way back in episode one, mm-hmm. right, we have the Anakin. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be the first person to see every all of them, right? You see every single to, one of them. To be fair, that yeah. is endearing. And yeah. I do love Anakin for his adventurous adventure, I guess, opponent. Yeah personality i i love that about him and i love that about the skywalkers what's crazy about anakin and luke is they both are adventures they both take yeah. risks they're risk takers and um and to me that's the through line that's the connection between father and son and so even sabe is kind of sees anakin's charm at the end yeah of- reluctantly yeah 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 Hey, yeah, I mean, before, yeah, right. <laughs> in the beginning, <laughs> so she's a very oh. different view of Anakin early in earlier in the novel, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it evolves. Her view of Anakin evolves, and, and so. it's a, a fun parallel. If you uh, listened to our episode last week, um, we covered the recent Vader series and uh, Sabe and Anakin reconnect, but this time <laughs> Anakin is Darth Vader and uh, is uncovered by. Uh, Sabe, Sabe figures it out. So in retrospect, it's almost like that comic should have ended with, "Why would I be afraid of Anakin? <laughs> He's a creep." Or why would I? Why yeah. would I be afraid of that creep? <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, now we sort of get it, right? Like she already sees the creep. Nate, like there's already these hints that they've seen that both Padme and Sabe have seen in Anakin, and actually they even address the fact that like she goes through the timeline. She's like, yeah. Oh, this slaughtered yeah, this a court. bunch of yep. Tuskins and she <laughs> was Wait, like, can we talk massacre? about that for a second? Yeah, that is like Padme has been briefed on this. Like Anakin has told yeah. Padme about it. Yeah. She yada, yada, right, yada. There, no, she yada, yada, yada is the clone army coming out of nowhere. And then also this yeah. whole like Anakin slayed a bunch of Tuskins and, you know, he's trying to get over it. He's yeah. he needs yeah. some R&R. Everything happens so we yeah. just ordered our tickets to but, scare him. Like, or, you know, he's just trying to... <laughs> but hey, it's true, listen. but then she's like, but then, but in that quote, she's like, and then everything, I don't have the direct quote in front of me, but she's like, yeah. and then everything happened so fastly, and we're here, and we were there, and then we were married. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 To be whoa, fair, whoa, whoa. a lot of the following sentences do, you like... You slept sometimes. Yeah, between but, like, moments. Sabe, like, there's a line in there, and I'm sure I have it highlighted, but she, uh, she does mention, she's like, and you, so it all just kind of came together, it all just kind of happened that quickly, but like she acknowledges the fact that there was a massacre at the front yeah. of that series of events. And it's like, yeah. um, it's funny. Hey, we have good times here. There was, you know, you love who you love. And that's the way yeah. it goes. Yeah. There's two halves to every hole. And, um, and you know, another, another great savvy line is like, I get why he's why you like him. He's a little bit too intense for me. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think she says. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yep. It's one way to put it. Yeah. But she did a beautiful, uh, E.K. Johnson did a beautiful job of telling that story and making it believable. Um, because yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, you know, we see Padme's side of it where she's like, yeah, but I like that about him. Like, that's how she's like, Padme's weird. She's, you know, she was like a senator 12 or something stupid like that. Like, she was, 
she's been in this weird life of and you know in this mission we even get a little some backstory which is pretty cool about yeah. you know what really the the defining moment at which she decided to help other people as much as she can with the rest of her life mm-hmm. um and you know it and it, it fits it just fits like you know Amadala is an, an odd person but it's kind of interesting because she's like Amadala is this, all right I'm going to just go ahead and say this, this is my big like take away from this my hot take like queen's hope it was these are the best years of amadala's life dude like, this, this is, is this, this little is like time anakin's, anakin's yeah. high point too because it's like yeah. he loves hanging out in naboo with like oh um, yeah like are you kidding me like anakin's living it up right now just chilling, chilling. <laughs> <laughs> he's just chilling and then, like, I was like, wait, Anakin gets to chill this hard as the Clone Wars are erupting? Like, I'm confused by that, but... Al- Anakin's chill level is, like, off the chart. He's like, yeah, it's gonna be great. We're gonna kill... Like, it even gets, like, on the battlefield, and Obi-Wan's like, I think you like this too much. <laughs> yeah. Because he's just, like, slaughtering, you know... I mean, it's not Tuscans this time, it's it's droids, but, like, a whole droid army, and he's just having the time of his life. And um, yeah, but that's the thing. It's a very upbeat novel. Like yeah, we don't get is. any of the, and then it turned bad and then he choked her to death. Like none of that happened. No. It's just like, these, yeah, I these thought are we the, were going to dive into that. moments of her life. How, are, and are I don't we think going we, to get into that at some point. Is that going to happen? I mean, maybe this is the end of the trilogy. I don't know if we need to, I mean, I, it's, yeah, it's so just, clearly on the screen. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say like, I, I, I see exactly what you're saying, Ben. And I think part of it is because, this is kind of the first time in a lot and since since episode one that Padme has been given agency <laughs> in a lot of ways. Like like she has very little agency in the third movie, and and reading like her decision making in this, and like she gets her swashbuckling moments. Yeah, in these yeah. just going on an adventure. In yeah. This, in yeah. This yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Power typho. slide typho under typho and destroyed. Padme. Yeah, forever. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Like, give them a yeah. comic, Padme yeah. and Typho. Right. Well, it was everything kind of worked out so well that like no one failed in this whole thing. It was yeah. just like W after W after W for all our heroes. Like, yeah, a and power slide by Padme underneath a destroyer, a droidica, and yep. knifed a droidica to death right in the sweet spot, whatever that is. And uh, yeah, it's it. You know, she's like, yeah, no problem. I know my life's in danger, but you know, we were on this planet anyways. I might as well put my life in danger. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, because that's when Sabe is like impersonating her, uh, like yeah. with Anakin. Should we put some structure to this story? Yeah, let's do some. Like, yeah. Structure yeah. All right. So we we have we've what three main characters? We obviously have Padme Amidala, and. Yep. She is, you know, going back to this. She's getting married and going back to the Senate and then has been asked to go on a secret mission. Um, We have Sabe, who's been trying to free slaves on uh, Tatooine with Tonra. Um, Right. And uh, for some time, Paramour. Right. And yeah, Paramour is a good term for that. Um, I didn't really figure that out till the end of the book, but that's okay. They're kind of on again, off again throughout the Mm -hmm. the first two novels. Yes. Yeah. Right. So kind of live together, I believe. Like, yeah. But this is I love this this side story because it's um, 
Padme's like, you know what? Anakin always wanted the slaves to be freed, and I think we can do something about it. And that's that's their mission there. And then there's Sashe, uh, who is a regional governor, and there's uh, someone with. It came to their attention about some old clause about how uh, Naboo, being the governing body of the Chamal sector, could call on all the other planets to give them as much aid as they wanted at any given time. Yeah. And, um, and it's them renegotiating this trade contract. So, hey, if you loved the fact that it was like trade dis- roots are in dispute, like in the beginning of Phantom Menace, this is the book for you because mm-hmm. um, it's yeah. her in it. And that's that's the third thing. And they, they don't really all come together. A couple of them, a couple of those lines come together towards the end or mission. Yeah. Um, and, the you know, there is there is. Palpatine pulling the strings and we get his point of view a few times. Yeah, we do. Um, but that is essentially the book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a quick read and it's very, it's very um, a lot of adventure and a lot of, like you said, some of these intersect. Some, I mean, they all kind of start off from the same place and they kind of go their different directions. The Sabe and Padme storylines intersect a lot, which makes a lot of sense because again, Sabe is impersonating Padme. Sashe one is a little off doing its own thing, but comes from the beginning of the novel. She's sent on a specific mission. Yeah. We get some great Mon Mothma and yep. uh, Bail uh, Oregon. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, nothing really illuminating, but Bail is obviously he's like wink, wink, nod, nod. Like he knows who he's dealing with. We, we get some like Mon Mothma and Padme Amidala don't agree often. And they're kind of very different people. And I love that little wrinkle. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right, because for for I mean, a, the A story is Padme, uh, B is probably Sabe, C Sache, and then we have like yeah. these other ancillary stories. Like we have Jedi, we have Yoda, we have Palpatine. Um, uh, yeah, there's just like there's there's lots. Of, Palpatine's point of view in this whole thing is so astounding, where he's just like, yeah. Anakin's just eager to kill Lord Tyrannus. Like everyone's in my pocket. This is like what's like yeah. incredible. He's like, like oh. I am so. Smart. He's like, I don't need to do anything. Yeah, yeah, this, you get, yeah. You get. I was gonna say this painting. Go ahead, you go for it, Patty. Oh, I'm so sorry, Adam. No, no. Um, they, they, yeah. You, you get the the sense of Emperor Palpatine. Well, you know, Chancellor Palpatine's unlimited power. He's just what he's now putting the last chess pieces in place. He's even like being frivolous in some ways, which, like, I've always thought about him. He's just sort yeah. of like. He moves pieces to see how which eventuality will occur. And it doesn't really matter which one does because he's planned for every eventuality. And so it's all this grand game and he's playing like 5D chess and everyone else is playing checkers. Yeah, this fits. I was going to say it's very similar. This fits my vision of, of Palpatine, who is really the ultimate strategist, but also really flexible, which where it's just like it's like certain things happen in this book that went not according to his plan. But he's just like, that works too. Like, like that, that to yeah. me is like, like, like that to me is, is, is always been Palpatine. Who's just like, yeah, I, I can make that work. Whatever happens, he will figure out a yeah. way to make that to his benefit. And I like and, that. And then, yeah. and then most surprisingly, we get Shmi Skywalker stories, just like these little brief this little yes. vignettes. We get vignettes, vignettes throughout yeah. of important women in the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thought that was spectacular. It really swept me away. Um, and I love E.K. Johnson's writing. I think like yeah. Yeah. just throughout the book, I just loved every scenario. I loved the artist retreat on uh, Naruyo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that the, was super the Carl spice filled. Um, yeah, artist <laughs> yeah. retreat. Yeah, they're like, not? but it's Just cool. Preserve some plants hurt. and paint all day. It's okay. Yeah, let's let's go. Yeah, I mean they. Not so whatever, but this is something that also is kind of connected to this book is that E.K. Johnson finds a way to take current issues and connect them to the Star Wars universe. And there's some pretty uh, like obvious ones dealing with um, LGBT, LGBTQ rights in this yep. book, which I really appreciated. But in terms of the spice, I she equated that to legalizing marijuana. Yeah, she did. Yeah, there's a there's a line right. that says Naboo's medical system was good, but it wasn't perfect. There were some things that couldn't be cured. Doctors argued over the treatment while their patients waited, desperate for relief. Spice was generally frowned upon, dismissed as a recreational high that caused more damage than it solved, but its abilities to numb pain were undeniable. Right. I mean, you could just re- you could just get rid of you could get rid of Naboo and say well, even states and get rid of know- spice and put in marijuana. Yeah, yeah, we even know uh, Carl. Cannabis, please. Carl uh, Sorry, cannabis. Has, uses medical grade spice as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. While he paints, it uh, uh, I guess yeah. it's a source of inspiration for him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The I, you know, I want to go back to that vignette for a second because there's been a lot of discussion about the virgins and the force that is Anakin, and whether or not it was brought about by Palpatine. Current canon seems to suggest that it was a true vergence, right? That it was not, it was yeah. not whatever, which is, you know, all right, cool. But, but I, what I like about this book is that you have a moment where, like, it's, it's, it's a bit of a divine moment almost with me, where it's, it's, it's very vague, but it's almost written like she felt this and accepted this, right? Like she almost right. felt this, her role in the galaxy of, 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 of raising this she person. She reached it's out very, to the yeah. stars and she yeah. said, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's very mythical. It, I mean, it's very it's I mean, it's it's very, you know, here yeah, a thousand faces like it's it's yeah, that's my favorite part of Star yeah. Wars. It's like we don't there's no explanation, but something magical occurred. Yes. Fine. Perfect. That's what I want. Yeah. And then another vignette is is brew. Yes. Brew right. white sun. Yeah. White suns. Yeah. And from, you know, the the. We took two things we ever get her in Star Wars, which is like, Luke, you're going to be late, Luke, yeah. which and then and then like here, this is my girlfriend, Baru. Like those only two moments we get of her in in that we, we find out that she was this whole time trying to free slaves. Yes, very much yeah. at the forefront of that. And like with aliases and like technology she was like an expert slicer, you know, yeah. right, like removing the chip, I guess, from Shmi. Yes. Yeah, right. taking out if, the, if, like, if she didn't do it, like Shmi would have died. Like, you need well, an expert like Baru to do this, basically. Yeah, which is wild. It was a really yeah. great thing, and I wonder if we're gonna get some of that in Kenobi because I wonder too. Yeah. Wow, that is so cool. I really hope we get that. I would love a sort of like, um, like freeing slaves after what happened with Shmi, the whole like the 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 the, yeah. the Lars homestead, the Lars family just wants to free people because of Shmi's story and like I mean, getting out there and yeah. Imagine that for Luke's backstory that makes Luke's sense. Aunt right is this slave yeah. um, freer and and like and then you have and that's not the word liberator and then you have and then you. <laughs> And then you yeah. have, uh, and then you have Owen, it. who's just trying to like not get his family killed, right? Yeah. Like, and so like, 
so basically his 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 adopted son is running off doing crazy things his wife is trying to like free slaves like i just you know it could be a really interesting yeah plot line yeah you've got do you think there's gonna be a drought do you guys think there's gonna be a drought and no one's gonna be like these moisture evaporators are all we have like you need us (laughs) could be definitely (laughs) who else there's other what are some of the other vignettes we get um we get uh, we get Leia's mom, right? We get Bra Organa. Oh, at the very Brea end. Organa. Brea, yeah, Brea Brea Organa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she gets a little highlight, a kind of set chapter. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, we get a lot of Bale, too. Yeah. Uh, Bale, everyone, Bale, lo- Bale's a straight shooter. Everyone loves Bale. That's what I learned from this book. It's what true. I learned from this book is everyone loves Bale. Everyone with like Palpatine. Yoda confides in Bale. Yeah, everyone with Palpatine, obviously, but. And we also get we also get a back to palps. We get like a Palpatine um, temper tantrum. Yes, I was going to mention that. <laughs> it's like this is the only time I think we've got a temper tantrum out of palps. Like he never shows the cracks in his armor. It's always like, ha ha, according to my plan. But this one time he was like, I did not expect this. I'm very vexed. I'm going to supercharge my Sith artifact with my <laughs> yep. own lightning because I just need to like kill something, destroy. Dude, but, a, when, but when he's not vexed, all he does is talk about how when he find when he's in anger, it gives him focus and like makes yeah. him stronger. Like, yeah, do you not think maybe anger is something he feeds off of? Like, I don't oh know. yes, he's this is him nurturing. His, yeah, it's important <laughs> yeah, for me to get angry. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's a very like it's as much as he's angry and he's throwing a temper tantrum. So my my daughter, who's just about two, has just started realizing she can throw temper tantrums. Oh, but. Fuck. She she it's it's hard not to laugh, to be honest, because she slowly <laughs> lowers herself to the ground and like carefully puts her head down on the ground before like kicking. Yeah. So it's like it's like the least emotional thing I've ever seen. So it's just like the care. <laughs> so imagine Palpatine like, all right, I can do this, but I got to like get in this right position. I got to go to my office. I got to lock yeah. the door, close the drapes. OK, Excuse now I can guards. Shoot yeah, now I can scream into a pillow like, yeah. <laughs> Good times. Palpatine te- te- uh, temper tantrum. Not fun. Not fun for Masameda, who's also uh, in this. Yeah, there's um a lot of other really. There's just so many good nuggets in here. Yeah. Um, there's one thing is that there is a shrine to. Uh, yeah. Want, uh, I'm sorry to Qui Gon Jinn. On yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I read that. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. And Anakin, like, Anakin even talks about hearing him in the book too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of Qui-Gon Jinn in this that I, uh, I I just really hope we get more in. I was going to say confirms he just, is like the first. We're gonna, it's a month. We'll see him Apple. in a month. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. Like so 30 it, days. Right. So he's Anakin, the first to, he's the first to go to, to pass into the nether realm or I guess mm-hmm. return from the nether realm um, as a ghost. Right. That's that's kind of like the canon. What Qui-Gon? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like, if you do any stories that take place before this, like your characters can't return in ghost form because, like, that's right. Qui Gon yeah. was the very first canonical Jedi to figure out how to. Unless, unless to go back to our first discussion, if you but go I back do like five thousand years, Sith race. Yeah, if you go uh, five thousand years, it's a first in Yoda's lifetime, right? Because that's a, we know Yoda said this is the first time he's seen it. Yes, and that's nine hundred years. So. Yeah, yeah, it would have to be. And you can just that. justify it's lost, like it's lost or whatever. But lost. yeah, you're. But I, I don't want to cut you off, Grant, because you're talking about Sith wraiths. And yes, please. Yes. 
Let's go. Sith race, I think, uh, can they, there's no rules apply at that point. <laughs> yeah, they're like I, no I, rules I, apply. It's just IMAX image base. It's all you need. And Sith. Race I really, I I really thought we were gonna get uh, haunted house, um, Death Star in Episode Nine, um, which we got like almost a. We kind of got that. There was a little bit. room of horror. Yeah, you little bit been saying that before the movie, and we did yeah. get it. But... Well, I, well, I guess I it was how they're gonna... uh, foreshadowed, right? Because it was ominous when we saw the Death Star wreckage. We it was saw very... it. So my thinking was we saw it and we had Ian McDermott back as Palpatine. And I thought this was going to be the trick they were going to trick they were going to play. Like, I didn't think I didn't think Palpatine was going to be a, the big bad. I thought they were going to bring back as a as a force, as a as a Sith Wraith. Right. But anyway, yeah, so fun. but I want that. I, I want a haunted house horror Palpatine. movie. I thought you were going to do young Palpatine on like a paradisical planet. That would have been great, like, too. I don't know. I thought you could have really subverted everything and been weird about it. We had him as Matt Smith, and that didn't happen. Yeah, Matt Smith. Yeah, that would have been a fun story. Um, So what I was talking about Qui Gon Jinn's uh, memorial, and Anakin actually meditates there and sees something. Um, Anakin looked deeper. There was so much fighting in his future, but it was all for the good of the Republic, for order. Maybe that was what Qui Gon wanted him to see. Uh, there was always a way for him to make it right. I think the order thing is obviously like synergy with the recent uh, Vader comic because Vader's obsessed with order right now in that Vader comic. Again, yeah. see our last episode. Um, it's like Greg Pak and E.K. Dunstan got on the phone and they're like, oh, yeah. totally. Yeah, it's, it's she's really tied Thank in you for the advanced copy. I will be yeah. doing this with Vader. I think yeah. or vice versa. Yeah, it's and it's totally logical, though, based on Anakin's discussion. And in episode two, right? He's all about. I mean, that in episode two and, and three, like, he's all about order. Moments in this as well are almost foundational to what we're seeing in the comics, which I do think gel actually. Now that I do think about it for longer, I feel like it does gel very well. But yeah, Vader and Anakin, Vader and Sabe have a sort of longer relationship. Yeah, that's yeah. very cool. And I mean, again, sort of echoing what's going on in current events. Like they talk about how actually, like one of the things that brings Vader and Padme together is they want the same thing. Yeah. But they want it in different ways. And that's like very, I feel like United States politics, I'm not going to get too yeah. deep into it, but we all actually want the same thing, but yeah, because of narrative. Or Naboo yeah. politics, like a triumvirate that has to, they all, the whole government has to act as one to vote on anything. And it, it takes forever for anything, legislation to pass. It's great. And they in and we get into that, he so. says it. He's like, you just crippled yourself by doing yeah. it. It's like it's a vote against the um, filibuster as like that crippled American politics, having to have all three uh, vote in unity. Palpatine's like that is stupid. Like you, you'll never get anything done, and you'll you'll never be able to um, you know actually activate on this thing if you needed to. So he was very pleased with that. Yeah. Anyways, lots of parallels uh, to the old, uh, you know, our universe. Or galaxy. there's a lot. There's there's stuff even about like there's just there's so much that fits into American like current and and again some of it's really on the nose and not in a bad way but it's very like you'll read you're like oh that's what she's referencing and other ones where I was reading and I'm like oh wait I think this is a reference to like what's been going on with pandemic like stuff yeah like there's it's it's all there it's um all- on a completely non-connected note um what does what does um stealth armor look like on a clone trooper 
You guys are, oh, are yeah. better with, with uh, Trooper Well, there are armor. those Phase 2 armors that are black that are in Bad Batch, the Phase 2. Ah, that's what that one. was. Okay. It's, but, so uh, it's with black. The, green, the, the Stealth armor or Death Trooper armor usually has like the green visor mm, as well. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. black, the matte black. I can picture that now. Yeah, yeah. Thank okay. you. Cool. That's, that's good. Um, tying back into Qui-Gon, because, you know, we can never stop talking about Qui-Gon. I, I wanted to ask you all something. So, you know, at the end of Anakin's meditation, he says, thank you, Master. Um, though he didn't know if Qui-Gon had been responsible for anything he'd just seen and felt. I'm wondering, you're Qui-Gon Jinn. You're both Qui-Gon Jinns. Um, I can be Qui-Gon. Right. right. What do you think Qui-Gon would say about Anakin's role in the galaxy as Vader? Like so, so now we've Qui Gon has seen Anakin Skywalker's, you know, fall and rise, um, rise and fall and rise, and like knowing what we know about Qui Gon, Qui Gon's a very orthodox, you know, of the Force, whatever the Force wills. Would would he say, okay, this is the Force willing you to go to the dark side and? play your part there and do everything and come back? Or would he be like, you're trash? Like what you're, you totally, you're not what a, whatever, you know, what you could have been. Yeah. So here's the thing. I think, I think yes to all of those. Um, So here's the thing. Like, I feel like we, we get Qui-Gon screaming through the force at Anakin not to. Right. Slaughter everyone. So, so I think what would happen if we had this and if they ever had a force conversation afterwards, um, in the five minutes that he's he's Anakin again at the end of episode six, because I think he'd actually be closer to Luke, where it's just like, yes, you did so many horrible things, you shouldn't have done those things or whatever. But I think I think Qui Gon also would have forgiven him, right? I feel like Qui Gon would have would have would have accepted his redemption at the very end because like that was his path. Yeah, I think so. I think he's very much the well, you know the will of the Force. Yeah, I also feel like an extension from Palpatine, right? Like if Palp if. Darth Maul was Palpatine's apprentice and basically represented sort of like the arm of Palpatine and, and, and that sort of the uh, killing, the killing of Qui-Gon was sort of the first corruption of Anakin, basically, was taking yeah. that friendly paternal figure away. Um, and so that's where the darkness began. And so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't. I don't know. Qui-Gon, I think, understands that. But this, but at the same time, I think Qui-Gon's like almost blames himself. And it's just also in a depression about it. And I think yeah. Obi-Wan is in a depression about it, too. I think there's like a, yeah. just a real dark yeah. cloud over those three I mean, individuals because they're all wrapped into Anakin's history and his backstory. And it's they failed. They, yeah. Obi-Wan says it in Revenge of the Sith. It kills me every time. Yeah, I failed you. It yeah, it's kills it brother me to me every time. I get choked up. The movie up every goes time. up. The movie goes up in my, you yep. know, my list. That Just line, that yeah, stupid line. Yeah, yeah. Here's here's line. what I always say about that movie. The op- <laughs> we talked a bit about it last week. The opening yeah. scene always like this is the best yeah. best Star Wars movie ever, and then whoop way down, and then that line comes <laughs> line. in, and I'm, and then it lied at the very end. I'm like, oh, this was the best Star Wars movie yeah. ever. So that's why Episode Three tricks yeah. me into yeah. rising higher in the list every time I do it is because the very beginning and very yeah. end of that movie are amazing. Um, anyway, um, uh, kind of a related question. What do you think Qui-Gon would have to say about Anakin marrying Padme? I think he would approve. I mean, I'm, this might just might be my like affinity for always playing devil's advocate. 
But I, I think Qui-Gon would be like, it's the will of the force. Yeah. And it's unorthodox, but like to heck so is Anakin. rules. Yeah. I think Anakin wouldn't so Qui-Gon Qui give him wouldn't yeah. Qui also be like, why don't you know leave the Jedi if need be? Like take your training, take your knowledge, come back to us if your yeah. you know, marriage doesn't work out. But like, have a like leave the Jedi, come back, you know, or like go enjoy your life or 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 go where you wish, whatever, you know, live and let be. I, I yeah. yeah. I think I think Qui-Gon would have said in a very very parental way this violates the rules. Yeah. Um it's between you and me but you need to promise me that you need like basically like you need to tell me everything. Right? Like we need to be open with each other so that he could be a sounding board if he mm -hmm. starts like like and I feel like it would have changed that would have happened is that second he had that nightmare about Padme dying he would have told Qui Gon about the nightmare of Padme dying, and they would have, they would have, they would have yeah. talked and, about well, it. Well, I don't know. I think, like, I chill, think, homie. Yeah. And on second thought, dude, I think Qui Gon would have been a little bit more stringent, like a little bit. Uh, just uh, he, he was very sort of, um, I guess, uh, instructive with Anakin, like early on when he was a kid, like on Tatooine, and mm -hmm. sort of like, but he was playful, but he was also instructive, and I just. I feel like he would have just, they would have been, he, Anakin would have been more Zen, right? Like if Anakin had more time with Qui-Gon, he would have become Zen. Yeah. Yeah. He, would yeah, he probably wouldn't have meditated, actually... been meditating all day, all this yeah. sort of stuff where Obi-Wan, I think Obi-Wan likes to go hang with Dex, like in Dex's diner and like the busy streets of Coruscant. Obi-Wan's a detective. He's like a, you know, Philip Marlowe. He's like a, yeah. a I honestly think Obi-Wan would like, have been like, cool with like, it. <laughs> yeah. I don't like, yeah, I know. So I feel like Obi-Wan was always meant to be like the Batman of the galaxy. And right. And because, know. you know, uh, Obi-Wan was on the council that like led them right to the center of Jedi politics. And but uh, Qui-Gon, that's the exact reason why Qui-Gon Qui-Gon refused the council. It's like he never didn't want to get caught up in the, the, the you know, political right. Obi wanted yeah, to tangle. Obi was going to you know, was council. at the beginning of his career. He was about to just start doing these field missions. These, yeah. you know, like, yeah, it's, that's, the, and nothing was going to stop him from doing that. Anakin got pulled into a far more adventurous Jedi learning experience than I think he bargained for. I think Anakin was, you know, ready for this, this kind of elder statesman in Qui-Gon, this guy who had been around the block and, um, yeah. was going to teach him the way is just slowly and methodically knowing he's the virgins in the force or believing it and believing the potential. Right. It's also a belief in potential. Right. And like, mm -hmm. I forget what there's, there's a famous quote from, um, a philosopher I love, but, um, it's, uh, it's about like, it's about seeing his potential. Like Qui-Gon saw Anakin's potential, whereas Obi-Wan, I, I don't think Obi-Wan believed in Anakin. I don't think Obi-Wan believed in, anything Qui-Gon believed in. I think that he represented a sort of like a cynicism a opposite opposite. Yes. Cynicism, a sort of, yeah, exactly. A sort of skeptic about everything that Qui-Gon uh, believed in, uh, which was interesting because I think that's why people love Obi-Wan. It's just a skeptical sort of like Socratic uh, Jedi, right? Like he's, yeah, this is, Let's let's take data. Let's learn from it, and let's just move forward on what we know. <laughs> That's right. what Obi-Wan right. unbiased. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And we... Qui-Gon's all about faith and belief, and you know, right. seeing you know, seeing visions in the Force and whatnot, feeling the Force. So, there was another random moment in this book 
that totally shook the foundation of canon as we know it. Uh, there was a female clone trooper that showed up. Yeah. I mean, we obviously have we have one in Bad Batch. Yeah. But she was like scurry Omega. Right. Scurried away. But there's an actual trooper and like it it felt like they didn't know what to do with quote unquote defects um, in their thing. And they just put them out on the lines like, well, okay, this one came out female. We'll just whatever. Just let her go. And she was out there being a trooper. So. So, yeah, I read that differently. Um, So we're going to try to have this conversation without stepping on landmines but okay i'm coming out of this place of honesty and openness and and you know whatever but i think born male biologically i think she was a trans stormtrooper or clone trooper is the way i read it i could see you reading it that way yeah, and there's I, I I had highlighted it because I was really because I read the same way Ben like it really did kind of rock me when I first read it because I thought same thing like what about Omega right like Omega who was biologically born female right and then right. I I I I'm searching now quickly for for so we well can the talk the quote it, was yeah. the quote was you know uh, Anakin's like well that's cool like Jedi are all about transcendence and it seems yeah. you have transcended gender. Yes, and what's the next line after that? She says, "Like, well, that's a start. That's like, that's a start. That's clunky, right? Because what they're going yeah. for is transcendent, yeah. transcending gender, transgender, transgender. Yeah. So yeah. That, that made me wonder, but it was like the fact that sh- she was immediately, obviously, a she to the you know narrator and everyone there made me believe, like, oh, it's a she. It would be like, I, I, I don't know." I, I, there, aren't there Jedi? It was, it was are, so vague; it was tough to really get. Uh, there um, are already Jedi's that are are gender fluid and have like organs and three brains, yeah, and two hearts right. and ten ten limbs. Like I don't yeah. really. There's I, really there really isn't I think any uh, aversion to that in the Star Wars. Galaxy. No, def- definitely not. I will yeah. read uh, from Wikipedia. Their identifying sister uh, was the name of a trans female clone trooper. So I think that's what what they're going for. But I, Ben, I agree with you. When I was reading that, I had to reread it a few times because I had the same thought of like, whoa, that really messes with the Omega story, right? And then and then when I read it a couple more times, I think I got to the point of like, oh, she's trans. So that's what that's how they're talking about this, and that that her acceptance from her brothers is to be named sister. And after reading it like four or five times, I kind of honestly started to cry a little bit. Uh, but anyway, right. moving on. <laughs> yeah, very touching. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, shots fired EK Johnson. She's yeah. wandering into Chuck Wendig's territory. We'll see how her tweets I, go. I, I, we, we I thought it was beautiful, honestly. I, I know. know. It's, it's beautiful, but it's like, like it's, I'm excited it's, for more. I just didn't I just didn't think that there's there's no real there's no real like I think like there's so much fun gender play yeah in star wars that i didn't think that the, the right, any but, store or any clone trooper would find any issue right. with it but like that's that. or us. being like or question the jedi or anakin defend the jedi yeah. like the jedi are are believing all peoples and all genders it's like i'm just you know, saying there's like yeah, oh, of no. course yeah. of course they of course everyone does in the star wars galaxy because it's so diverse but, and but ben, i had the same so reaction right. when i read that i'm like wow her twitter is going to be a to be rough a rough yeah. spot for her which i i think so did you read her? Um, did you read her at the very end? Her her um, acknowledgments. I did not. I did so not. there's a line in that 
which I did not highlight. So, and my thing's not allowing me to like drag and scroll. So I'm literally having to like quickly sweep <laughs> through 200 pages of this thing. Uh, but there's a line where she says, um, I hate Kindle. Um, uh, I do hope we get oh, uh, their sure. Stormtrooper figure and also the stealth Stormtrooper armor from this. There's also Sabe there's fan... figure uh, from the Vader yeah. comic. Thank you. There's a fanfic of Sister, by the way, that she commissioned that's now on if you go to it, what, oh, what cool. Sister looks cool. like, which is super cool. Uh, but So what she says at the very end of her acknowledgments is, lastly, I want to thank my readers. When Queen's Peril came out last June, I had a pretty bad time of it, and you were all amazing. Aww. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if she went through something personally, right. but I also know how the internet is and right. and right. and these progressive um, ideas that she has put in this thing is not new. I, I remember seeing some of these as well. I don't think she – I don't remember her addressing this heads-on, so I'm sure the same people who went after Chuck Wendig and – you know, the, the the bad faith people out there went after her as well, which is just a shame because she's an amazing writer. And it makes the second I read that stuff, because really the first time I've read anything like that in a Star Wars book, it made me realize like, oh, of course this is in Star Wars. Like, why? Yeah. It's weird why that it, it hasn't it, been. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, of course. Yeah. This is like this is this is how Star Wars is. It's like there's every variety of stormtrooper, clone trooper you can imagine. It's yeah. it's going to be, you know, and you can explore all these different gender stories in that, too, which is great. Yeah, no, that's and, what, I mean, going back to my first point when we started this, like, like fortune, it's like she covered so much ground in this little book, mm-hmm. you know, in this like short book. She just did really, you know, E.K. Johnson just really did amazing groundbreaking, pushing the gal- making the galaxy bigger moments in it. And um, yeah. it's pretty great. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, yeah. I, I really applaud her for it. I think it's awesome. Yeah. There's another character who was working with Sashay, right? And I can't remember that character's name because I'm just thinking of it right now. I know. Uh, who they was, just use the pronouns all the time. Yeah. And and Zay were going to be... Um, um, Zay went out for a... Um, uh, being a handmaiden, Z? Or she, yeah, Z. Thank you. But she I, would be in the front. That's yeah. the thing I wanted to talk about is that uh, E.K. Johnson did a really good job of using that pronoun, and then in the narrative of the of the book, explaining what that what that pronoun means, without it feeling like a let's step away and have a education moment. Does that make sense? Where like I've I've encountered that as an academician, I'm aware of that, but I I have to admit, before reading this book, I was not a hundred percent. I know people who have gone by that gender pronoun before, and I have used it before with people who 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 that's their identification. But actually, just through this book, through a Star Wars book of all things, and a couple of paragraphs, I became more aware like of what that means, yeah. right? Which is gender fluid, which is I understand the term, and I never made that connection. It was really a wonderful way to learn that, you know. So, so I guess I'm saying thank you, Ian Johnson, for educating me a little bit in right. this book. Right. Yeah, I didn't know if it was a thing or if it was Star Wars because I'm like, oh. This makes a lot of sense in the Star Wars galaxy. Um, and then, yeah, same as you. I had to like, I'm like, oh, OK, this is a thing that she's she's pulling in here. And I learned something today. I learned. Yeah. 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 I, I really do love a lot of the messaging in these books, the politics. Uh, I love what E.K. Johnson's been able to add to the Star Wars uh, mythos and um, overarching story uh, in terms of that stuff. Uh, and just Padme giving Padme more 
story. We get, yeah, we do not get enough with Padme in the prequels. Like it is, no. yeah. it is the Anakin Obi-Wan show in the prequels. And what I love about these books is they just, they give us so much more with Padme, Sabe, Sache. We get new handmaidens that are, I guess are like brought in, in, in this, in this book. Yeah. Um, I love the whole, the dynamics of the handmaidens. You even get like, uh, what do we get? Uh, Jar- Jamila, uh, Queen Jamila contacts her mm-hmm. early on. Yeah. We get, we get her, yeah. we get that character. We get, uh, we just get a lot of the women of, of Star Wars are kind of, um, highlighted in these books. Um, and I think this is the only place like these novels are really the only books that give you more Padme, give you more Baru, give you more, uh, Brea Organa, give you more Shmi. Like, uh, they, they yeah. give you where more... else are you getting the women? I, I just don't, then these stories, you're not you, getting exactly. anywhere else. EK made the craziest pull. She pulled out, uh, Barris Offy. Yeah, Thank you. I Hoppy. have that highlighted. You get yes. a lot of insight with Barris yeah. Hoppy too. She's yeah. like, I hate war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, I'm out. After yeah. after um Geonosis. She's, like, she's, I, like, she's like, I would rather hang out in the medical facility, like uh yeah. the Jedi medical right. training facility. Which than, she ultimately yeah. blew up. Right. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. She yes. like turned that's to right. terrorism. Yes. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's why how, she was like, yeah. remember, she was one of my top uh, Jedi. I yeah. was like, I just love her and story. And I was like, that's directly connected to Ahsoka leaving the order, right? Like this whole yep. arc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Great pull. Um, yeah. I kind of want to make my wife, that sounds horrible. I kind of want to offer this to my wife to read this trilogy because, uh, she's, she's had a, had a particularly negative reaction to the prequels after, <laughs> um, before the last trilogy came out, uh, mostly because of Padme. And the and how Padme was portrayed in the last two, and particularly the third movie. And well, see, like I'm yeah. out. Like this sucks. Yeah. Like that's her. She's like she's just barefoot and pregnant in the third movie, and that's that's her role. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I can't really like defend that. Do against that. Yeah, right. Um, but I think she would enjoy these books. I think Carly would too, or at least I, I would also love to mm-hmm. see what Carly would say about. Um, she's she about teaches this. English and she teaches a lot of uh you know um you know uh young fiction right and so i think she would appreciate these books yeah interesting yeah do you think well there there's a story for one more books because um one more with one more book you could cover like a time in which anakin came back from like the outer rim sieges and he was like yeah kind of ptsd and she's like wow this is this is dark, and then catch up with Sabe and catch up with some other people. Like, yeah, don't you think totally, that, don't you think one more story? Queen's death. <laughs> no, I, no. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's you, not, need to, you need to get out of it before it's Queen's it's asphyxiation. You can't do Revenge of the Sith. So no, you're before you need that, to get out before he's that. He's coming yeah. back from some random out, you know, siege, some battle on some outer rim world, and he's back, and he just has like a, he has like ten days to be back in Coruscant or something. Mm-hmm. And the book takes place in those 10 days or something. And Anakin's just shattered. Yeah. Anakin's just destroyed. He thinks he's maybe fine, like, but he's totally shattered. Maybe seeing like the innocence that droids took out, like in a certain town or city or something. I don't know. Yeah. Losing a Jedi that died or something in the field. And, it, you know, it would be another nudge towards Vader, which is always appreciated. You know, well, not, it would yeah. be a fun. Yeah. It would be a fun area to add a little bit of life to Padme for Revenge of the Sith because there's just not a lot. Like what right. Adam's talking about, where Adam's wife is like, I cannot stand 
like the the third film because Padme is given nothing, like nothing to do. She just wistful, you know, at the viewport on the on the patio. It's it's not a good look. <laughs> it's yeah. not a good look for. It's like backseat, you know, fridged um, kind of uh, yeah sort of storytelling for that character. Yeah. Whereas yeah. she could be like running around. She could be doing some of like Attack of the Clones level sleuthing, like Obi Wan yeah. in that in that third movie. Yeah. Well, figuring, out, like, figuring out figuring out Sidious's whole thing, like yeah. I, I almost don't think Anakin should have figured that out. I almost think Padme should have figured it out. She'd been like, "What is corrupting this guy? Like, what is right. messing with my husband?" You know what I mean? Like, that almost would have been that the more be interesting amazing. route because yeah. what you get is just Palpatine just you know explicitly telling Anakin like this is this this has been the plan the entire time. Yeah, he's like, "You want to yeah. weird do some weird stuff? Let's yeah. do some weird stuff." <laughs> Bring yeah. people back from the dead. Yeah, we can do that. Whatever. Let's go. Totally. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, speaking of sleuthing, we got Dex uh, in this. Oh, That's right. Dex. <laughs> Grant, how'd you feel about seeing Dex again? Oh, no, he's so happy to see Dex. Yeah. Very uh, anti-government. Yeah. Sabe. Sabe went there. Um, Dipping into the black market. Yes. Here into the black market. Scheme. Uh, that was a great. That was a great moment. Um, I forgot about Dex. Yeah, he makes an appearance in this. It's crazy because I just, you know, like I just, I just hear the voice from the film, and then I try to read it. I like I'm nowhere close to it. <laughs> like doing it aloud or doing it to myself. And, and you're uh, good with uh, accents too, Grant. But yeah, Dex, <laughs> tough one. I want to, I want to read a little of Dex quotes because I, this book um, was clearly written. Actually, it was published uh, January 25th in Germany. So it, it had been out for a while. It's been it's been it was held back um, because of all the, you know, just scheduling stuff. So this predates with the war in Ukraine. Yes. Right. This whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a menace. This war. So many things we can't get or are suddenly more expensive. The folks down here are going to notice the pinch long before those in the upper levels consider doing anything about it. Now, I'm not trying to be political. Like, I'm not. This is not me making yeah. a, a statement about about like whether or not what we're doing is right. I mean, yes, free Ukraine, do everything can to help Ukraine a hundred percent. But it's really interesting that, yeah. that this is, this points to what happens when there's a war, right? Like, like yeah. it affects economies and it generally affects the working class more than any other class. Right. So it's just, it's just so fascinating that this was written. And I'm like, and I had to check myself when I was reading that because of everything else that's so prescient in this book to realize like, Oh no, this is written months year probably because as the as the drafting process it's a yeah. year before this even happened and yes. we're feeling it now it's it's really wild. that scene's coming back now i do remember that scene now yeah that was definitely he, he yeah all of that dialogue is definitely re, uh, reminiscent yeah. of what, what's going on right now also like i think earlier in the book we learned that like naboo the past legislation or i guess spent a huge amount of their budget on like defense and bought like an ion cannon or something and they're like oh yeah we oh, put yeah, it in ion cannon, right. cannon. so like, like i dare a ship to like i dare a trade federation <laughs> ship to come back because like they will use the ion cannon on it they'll control their airspace it's yeah that was cool i was like it's cool oh some of the, the politics that they get into and some of what I bet they it was do. the most beautiful ion cannon you've ever seen. <laughs> I know. Like the no only other ion cannon it. we see is on Hoth, and it's just <laughs> right. Like, That's true. Like, and what does it on do? a gimbal. It's, just, it's like a it's like an EMP, right? It almost like yes. just it fries electrical. Uh, <laughs> it just sounds electrical. And then the whole cruiser will just be downed and yeah, crash. Yeah. 
So yeah. That's great. how the convoys get away. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a good start for your defense, Bill. You know, just like let's got to yeah. get an ion cannon. I even wonder if like the the ion cannon we see on Hoth is if it is the one from Naboo. Oh, wow. It over there. <laughs> that's some that's some deep cut lore just for you. Be, yeah. You heard it here first. We know where that yeah. ion cannon came from. So probably are, you can trace. You can probably trace the life of that ion cannon on Wikipedia, but the lake where Anakin and Padme ah. get married is unknown lake. Unknown unnamed, lake. Unnamed, unnamed, unnamed lake. untitled lake. It's un. That's unbelievable yeah. to me. And Come on, Pablo. Yeah. Also, that means I guess we have free reign to just name it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. let's just name it. We'll just make it. We'll make it the. Let's a portmanteau of our names. Let's figure out how to get ourselves in Star. Star Wars. Star Wars to get our name. All right, Adam, you come up with it right now. What's the name of the lake? Uh, uh, Graben May. What? No, that's bad. <laughs> was that two syllables or nine? I was like all of the syllables. Graben May. Yeah. tone. Wait, what? That's. I think we gotta bleep that. Since that's um, from, that's from Fletch. Was... It's the name. It's John uh... <laughs> Yeah, Navu architecture is like somewhat what Venetian, and then also like yeah. San Francisco, uh, I guess uh, convention center, like Marin Convention Center, <laughs> yeah, roof yeah. rooftop. Um, like it, it's gotta almost evoke. It's gonna be like Mirabellax or something. <laughs> I, was, I don't know. Yeah, Tiberall, Tiberall. Okay, there Tiberall, you go. But it's. It's like Tiburon in that that region we're in, but we'll call yeah. it Tiburon. Or Gurbendam. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, that's I like that. Gurbendam. That's our that's I matched your names together. Yes, I got okay. it. Got, I like you got it. it? You want me to, Very want me to spell it out? Literally spell it out for you. <laughs> Quomotion. Quomotion. <laughs> Why don't we stop embarrassing ourselves? Yeah. Anything else from uh, this book that stood out? <laughs> no. It was great. Really I was... Uh, yeah, I am burning burning my uh, hyperfuel right now. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready at uh, 10. Same. Same. Um, yeah. There was all... Of, I don't know. That was pretty much it. That was pretty much it. You know, all the, the plans work together. You should really read it. Uh, we actually, you know, we didn't talk about the... The Wookiee spaceship. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, yeah. Wookiees. The Wookiee the starship. Wookie, yeah, that, and um, that droid and 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 Eba uh, and then uh, Iba. yeah Eba Eba and then the droid Ify. Uh, Giffy yes. Giffy G one F Y I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah he great. yeah that was a funny protocol droid. Good protocol like, stuff. There was like the, a moment. Good Nemoidians or like the yes, peaceful Nemoidians. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Then she she goes on to repair the Nemoidian image, which yeah. I was like, that is so bold. Like she starts it off where it's like, you know, it feels like it's gonna be another mustache twirling Nemoidian. Yeah. And then it turns out he's like, you know what? No, I'm trying to remar- repair her image. That's what leads yeah. to the aforementioned uh temper tantrum by Palpatine. Um and uh, I thought I loved that. I love that. It's like, no, there's also good Nemoidians deal with it. Yeah, and, uh, it was great. Um, it's also fascinating. Also... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I don't does that. I don't think that that storyline connects to anything. Does it connect to anything in Clone Wars? I don't think so. Right. Like, that's just a hanging storyline that I'm like, yeah, 
So Grant, there's your there's part of what you can do in the fourth yeah. novel. I'm yeah. telling you, there's there's room for a fourth novel here. Yeah, I, there totally is. But he's 100%. going to get crushed, right? Like, I mean, we see that great yeah. the scene with Palpatine and Dooku being like, "Let him live for now. I'm going to crush him later when the crushing will be sweeter." You know, like <laughs> which is a, a bit foreboding and probably what happened. You know, but um, it's it, a shame like Padme doesn't get to like sneak in, like you know, like the industrial sector of like Coruscant where like Palpatine, like I guess, and Tyrannus meet. Uh, I kind of like. It'd be cool if someone found that area. Like, you know how Yoda has those visions in the end of Clone Wars where he's, like, in that area? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I wish someone had snuck there in the third, in the Revenge of the Sith. Like, I wish someone had, like, on, you know, discovered that secret lair, you know? Because they just go to his office and it's yeah. it's like, oh, he's at work and it's after hours. <laughs> it's right, right, right. Yeah. Not in there. <laughs> um, that is very true. Got the lock so, doors. There was also a very weird, uh, well, let's say real life connection. So Iba, the Maris. So um, th- I didn't get a chance to put this on our Discord, but um, there's one like glaringly new species that's brought into the story, and it's this Maris engineer on this Wookiee starship. Uh, and Iba, right, is the name. Yeah, of the Maris, right. So there, it's essentially the species is a, a slightly evolved flightless bird. So imagine a dodo in a like flight suit. Um, yeah, and it's an amazing yeah. character, always causing trouble, hates the droid because reasons like. Um, but so she's singing a song, and it, she said it's something about like there's two quotes about it, two lines. The first one I was like, huh? She's like, it's a catchy tune about a predator fish and i was like huh and then the second time she's like she turned back to her work already singing that song about the fish again and then it was like and i have to admit it was very it's a very catchy tune she was singing baby shark oh i should have 100 percent gotten that since literally i was hearing that song like five seconds ago. four hours ago but yeah. how is that about the sh- how is that about the fish because it's a predator fish, and I was like, yeah. it's so oh, weird. Okay, okay. But it's that's a, a baby reference. That's a baby shark reference. It's hundred percent what that is. That's amazing. Yeah, She's yeah. Like, baby shark. Do, 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 do. Yeah, sorry about that. Or I have to sing that. No, it's fine. I have to sing that. I have to sing that to my daughter. It's the only song she'll listen to now at bedtime. And she at, at the end of every verse, she has to tell me the new name of the person I'm going to fit into the uh, next verse. It's adorable and infuriating, which oh, is having so a two year old. That's it's so adorable, cute. yeah. Oh, that's it's very cute. It's very cute. Yeah, that's like, hilarious. I, can't I didn't I think that. that song was still in the zeitgeist. Oh, it is a hundred percent. They still, still they still do it at daycare. It's oh yeah, it's it's yeah 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 yeah. It's never really? going away. You'll never yep. stop that song. It it's took like it thriller. now. It's it's yeah. it's there forever. It's never going away. And there's even a Sesame Street version that's super popular named Cookie Shark. It's a whole thing. Wow. You know, yeah. we've really come full circle. <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> Where are we? I blacked out a minute there. Uh, anyways, this was Queen's Hope by E.K. Johnson. Uh, it was fabulous. Uh, please go read it. Uh, it. It will bring joy to your life and uh, expand the galaxy in uh, really surprising ways. Even if you've listened to all of the weird things we've randomly compiled for you in this episode, um, yeah. it's it's wild. It's wild. Uh, and th- there's a lot of fun stuff. The POVs, all the storytelling, like 
I really felt like I was watching the like unfilmed prequel movie, like yeah. you know, episode two point you know five or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and it was yeah, it, it like written beautifully, and you were really like in it. it everything made sense. You can see these stories happening. Lots of dresses and clothing described. Yeah. 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 If you're into uh, Project Runway, okay. you will love this uh, book. It it really gets into all of the, the dressmaking. So there you go. Um, next week, we will have another episode talking about Star Wars. Uh, beyond that, we're going to have to uh, shuffle through some ideas. But um, yeah, we're all sort of, you know, heading towards Kenobi right now. That's going to end Star celebration. Wars. Woo! Yeah. It's going to be a big weekend. So everything we do is going to be kind of leading up to that. Um, but there's so much great Star Wars content out there that we can cover and talk about. Uh, and it makes me very happy. So um, thanks very much for listening to us this week. We will talk to you next week. And as always, may the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the force will be with you always.